up? You are listening to a brand new episode of the Lunchbox Chats. We are your hosts. I'm Laura. And I'm Esty. And we welcome you to another week in quarantine. Um, I Is it even quarantine? It is, but I was about to ask you, are we officially reached the two-month mark, right? Yes, we have. We've definitely reached the two-month mark. Oh, dear goodness. Um, I want to apologize in advance for those of you who could hear Debbie. Debbie has been on <laughs> one today. I am currently sitting in my kitchen, minding my own business, podcasting, and she is outside blasting her music. I've had um, a playlist this morning. Um, I have listened to Enrique Iglesias, Sia, Rihanna, and right now we're listening to currently Kelly Clarkson. Well, at least we know we have, she has good taste in music. Um, whatever. So I'm just, uh, uh, you know, apologizing in advance. So if you hear that, that is brought to you by Debbie. Our special uninvited guest of the Lunchbox <laughs> Chess this week. <laughs> I can't. But anyway, how, um, how have you been? What's going on? I've been good. It's been like a good week. I, I've got like, I got my walks in. We had like a night, a few nice days this week. So I definitely got some sort of like a little red tan going on which i love um yeah it's been it's been a really nice week i bought a basil plant bobby he's cute oh dear we need to talk about why you name your plants i mean why not they're like they have life why not name them well here's the thing i think it means something that you purchase plants and name them and i can't keep one alive I mean, uh, what does that say about you? Why, 100%. Why? That's what I'm saying. But why? Do you not, like, nurture them and take care of them? Well, to be honest, I don't plant plants. I just, it's not, I mean, you know, in my house, there, we don't, there's not, nothing. So um, I just not, I mean, I'm all about, you know, yeah, get me flowers. Okay, cute. Um, but that's about it. I'm just not a plant person. So what if I were to buy you, like, a little, like, snake plant or something? What is a, what do you mean a snake plant? What so I, so it's those, um, it's those plants. They're just, they literally just grow straight up and they're pretty and they're green. It's the mother-in-law tongues, as you called them. Remember I took a photo and that's what you said they were called in Italian. Oh yes, yes, yes. And it's literally the easiest plant to keep alive. So let's get one thing clear. I love my plants, but I get very easy plants to take care of so like i'm not here constantly like trimming although my giuseppe he's like you know a little problem plant because i have to like spray him trim him whatever but a snake plant like my fiorella is easy for you all you got to do is like water her maybe keep her in like a little light but she just grows and you just feel so fulfilled by like seeing them grow is this how parents feel with their children um i'm not sure but i don't know i want to take back what i said about dying so i i can't sit here and say that i've planted a plant and watched it die i've never planted a plant <laughs> it's just not in my nature i'm not there you go i'm not a nature person that is so bizarre i literally had this conversation with um, my coworkers the other day about being out in nature and shit and camping and whatnot that's not me not and uh, listen i'm not hating on people who do that it's just not me so maybe that's why I don't have that like green finger. So I know too in our group chat, um, I showed you guys the, um, the cactus plant I have at my desk <laughs> at work. So I mean, that was months ago. It's still kicking. Um, I water it once in a while because it doesn't need water. So you know what? I retract what I said and it's alive and it's still there. And 
it's yeah. at work it's not in my home but it's at work yeah that counts that counts for something yeah I guess it's just not I don't know it's just not in my it's just not your thing well I I actually I do not like camping I don't like being outdoors in a forest where I can get bit by a mosquito or eaten by a bear like that's not my thing like I like my plants in my apartment I like to go to a really nice hotel and admire the landscaping like that's my kind of like greenage but being out in the forest and like you know hugging a tree or you know putting my feet in mud and running around like a fucking forest fairy no like you won't catch me doing that sorry <laughs> a forest fairy i love it i love it's it it's true but it's but you kind of live in nature so how don't you like it what do you mean i live in nature what the fuck does that mean you live in the country i oh my god laura anything outside of of where you live is not country let's just stop with that no i don't live in the country you well you basically live in the country compared to me like you can sit outside you can see grass you can smell dirt you can hear the birds like that's country living right there yeah well for you because you guys don't experience that but to me country is like open farmland hay like the rolling of the hay like that shit i'm not cowboy boots riding fucking horses no i'm not (laughs) in the country but it's just i don't know it's just never been my thing which is bizarre because both my parents are really really good at it and they love to do that it's just not me i don't i don't know i've never found that to be like a hobby that i wanted to pick up oh let me go garden or let me go water my plant like no yeah I'm not a gardener so I'm real I realize or I haven't gone there yet like I don't like to grow like apples or tomatoes like I just like green and yeah it's very but who knows maybe one day I'll have a lemon tree in my patio oh there you go there we go I mean and also now that like you bring it up maybe I like having so many plants in my apartment because I do live in the city and we barely have any green around us I feel like as time goes by like there's just more and more buildings and less and less nature Mm -hmm. so I kind of like my apartment feeling like a little jungle oasis there you go yeah I mean whatever makes you feel better and speaking of feel better apparently you've been you're watching your water intake how's that going Watching my water intake, I downloaded this app called Waterminder, which is everything. I really want to get sponsored by them because I think it's one of my favorite apps. Um, and I'm drinking my 73 plus ounces of water a day because that's half my body weight. And now you all know how much I weigh. Oh, there you go. I mean, yeah. we're just one big sharing podcast. We really are. But I've been drinking carbonated water, regular water. I've been really upping my hydration, and I have to say, I feel a difference in my mood. Oh, I don't know okay. if it's, like, good eating. I've been out, like, the sun shining, but I really think it's because I'm not dehydrated anymore. See, I've come to the point in this quarantine that, I mean, you know me. I drink water all yeah. the time. You're like a I, fountain. Yeah. Why? <laughs> <laughs> um, thank you. I'm going to take that as a compliment. Um So I just, this is the mindset I've developed in quarantine is that drinking water after eating like an unhealthy meal makes me feel better. Mm. Does that make sense? Sorry, I just like gulped a thing of tea and I'm like, Essie's going to hear me gulp and she's going to say something. No, I didn't hear it and I would have called you out on it, but I didn't hear it. But um, (laughs) so is that like, I don't know, does that, I don't know if that's not a good mindset to have in quarantine, but that's where I'm at in this quarantine and 
I've also decided that I'm not going to add this year to my age. Oh, you're totally skipping this year. No, no, no. We're not skipping it. I'm going to relive this year next year. So I'm not going to have another birthday to celebrate like an added (laughs) year. I'm going to celebrate this year because I didn't use it. Did you use it? Well, you didn't get there yet, but I didn't use this fucking year for my birthday. Like, because half of it, literally a month, no, a month and a half after this, my birthday, we went in quarantine. So how am I living my best life at this age? Tell me. Oh my God. I mean, I hate to sound like one of those like Gwyneth Paltrow, like unicorn, sunny side up type of people. But I have to say, this is ending up becoming like one of the best years of my life. I literally, I'm about to hang up on this podcast. I know. And like, I listen to myself and I'm like, really, Laura, like you're that girl. But I have to say, like, I've really used quarantine to my advantage. And I've been so fucking proactive about everything that I haven't been this in action about my life on all of my 32 years of life. So I don't know, maybe I'm just at a shifting point where I'm like, okay, I'm 32. Like I need to just, you know, start doing stuff. And I've done more stuff in quarantine, but I'm also very like introverted. So I'm going to count this year. I'm not like, yeah, I'm, I'm counting it. I'm well, you know what, to each its own. I'm not saying that this was like the year from hell. And I, you know, absolutely not. I'm not saying that. I mean, there's a lot of good things that came to me this year thus far. I'm not, you know what I of mean? Course. I'm super grateful. Um, yeah, as you know, and whatnot, like, it's not, it's not, I'm not saying that, but I'm also saying that because I haven't been able to live yeah. my best life and, and thoroughly enjoy it, like, that's what I'm saying. Like, I want a redo of this year's birthday. Yeah. <laughs> um, and that, and that's what I mean. Not in a, you know, I, it's so shitty and you know, I'm miserable. Absolutely not. It's just, I just feel like I, I wanted to do so much more. Yeah. And I had, obviously, as you know, I had vacations lined up. I had places to go. I was, you know, uh, supposed to have all these things lined up. And you know what, whatever. There, uh, I'm not crying wolf here or whatever and trying to say like, woo me. But it's just, I don't know. I just feel like I, everything's on hold. And I hope that next year I'm able to redo everything. Totally. Which actually brings me to a po- something that I learned this week in my wellness and happiness course. And what you just described, so there's this phrase called consumption interruption. And it's basically, Mm -hmm. so you know how like when you have a whole bag of something you love, like dark chocolate, for example, and like you eat Mm -hmm. the whole entire bag and then it's just like you, you just become so disgusted by the end that you never want to see dark chocolate again. Okay. So there's this concept called consumption interruption where it's basically statistically proven that in order to enhance things you love, in order to enhance your happiness levels, in order to enhance your pleasure levels, you have to take breaks in between doing things that you love. So let's say like, I mean, obviously this is an extreme example of what you were just saying, but your life was, all of our lives were like really interrupted, right? Not by choice. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. But now, when we go back to doing the things we love, statistically, like we're go, we're going to be wired to enjoy those things so much more because we didn't have them for so long. And this goes with everything. And it reminded me, I know me and you had a conversation on a podcast. I'm the type of person like I can't, I can't binge watch an entire season, like all straight of a Netflix show. Like I have to, right before it ends, like I take a break at episode eight 
And I realized because I like to extend my pleasure. I like to have something to go back to. And it kind of goes back to this consumption interruption. So kind of chatters, be mindful. Like if you want more pleasure in life, take breaks in between things that you love to do. Yeah, that makes total sense. Yeah. So just think, but you're going to have, I feel like once we come out of this quarantine, like life's just going to be, obviously we're going to have to adjust a lot and things are going to be different, but you're just going to have just such a better time overall, I feel. Yeah, no, I, I, oh, honey, we are going to live, uh, if we get out of quarantine this summer, I mean, I really, really believe that summer is, is canceled and it is what it is, but if we get out of this and I, I have a lot of making up to do, that's for sure. Yeah. Oh, can we talk about, so they're opening up beaches May, like for Memorial Day weekend, right? Jersey, Jersey, uh-huh. New York State. New York City is not opening up beaches. It's just New York State. But we have to wear masks on the beach. Yeah, like talk about the wicked tan lines we're going to get. Like who's actually going to go to the beach and wear a mask? Right? And now it's not going to match my bathing suit. Yeah, like now we have to buy like because masks only come in limited colors, blue and blue. So (laughs) now I need to go buy a fucking turquoise bathing suit. (laughs) I can't. Like, I can't. Are you really, but for real, are you really going to go on the beach, to be honest? No, I will not. If I have to wear a mask on the beach, I will not go to the beach. Yeah, no, I, I, I no. It just no. doesn't make I, sense. I, the thought of being on a beach with my mask on, <laughs> it, it's just not, you know what? I don't even want to think about I it. I know. I mean, the good thing, like, sand won't get in your mouth anymore. But, yeah, think about that tan line. You won't be able to breathe. How, did you wear your mask this week when it was, like, 89 degrees outside? Uh, yeah. Like, I was not able to breathe. I don't care, people. I actually got yelled at in the street. I took my mask down. Sue me. Like, it's better than me fainting on the floor and dying. Stop. Like, I mean, listen, I'm not perfect, nor will I ever profess to be, but I... It's here's the thing. I I wear it obviously when I'm walking to and from the store or whatever. But I'm telling you, as soon as I get in the car and I rip that that thing off, it's like a, such a relief. Yeah. Did I read it on your Instagram where you were like, um, taking off your mask in your car is the new version of taking off our bras as soon as we get yes. home? I was like, yes. brilliant. Yes. Yes, that's it's just like a, it's just like this beautiful release, and it's just, especially that day when it was like super hot. And I'm like, this isn't normal. First of all, it's humid as fuck yeah. outside. Second of all, I could barely breathe in this thing. And and third of all, why am I the only asshole wearing it? Like, no, I don't know about you, like how it is in the city, but barely anybody has been wearing it, and it's like really, really pissing me off. Because if I'm trying to get out of this quarantine and follow the rules or regs, whatever the hell you're trying to call them these days. Why is no one else, like, abiding by it? Yeah. I mean, I feel like there's three types of people. One who wear their masks constantly. doesn't matter. Like, they're about to, like, suffer from no oxygen going into their brain. Two, the people who don't even know what the fuck a mask is, don't even know we're in quarantine, just go out and just dance in the street and just live their life. And then three, people like me and probably you. Actually, I don't know about you, but I'm, like, a wishy-washer masker. Meaning, I will wear my mask, but if there is nobody around me and we're safely six feet apart, you bet your ass my mask is on my chin. And please, 
lady in the street who yelled at me yesterday. Like, be mindful. We're six feet apart. Like, nobody's getting coronavirus there. Like, and if you don't want to be near me when I'm unmasking, cross the fucking street. Like, sorry, I'm not going to die over lack of oxygen to my brain. No, I I agree with you. And I want to just acknowledge the lack of personal boundaries that we have established as a country, as a society, as a nation. Because why is it that I'm politely minding my own business down the uh, grocery store aisle and you feel the need to come right up next to me to like then come over on my shoulder to grab to grab the can that you couldn't <laughs> actually to move and you could get it yourself why why are you that close to me there's no need like respect personal boundaries respect the six feet distance people like you uh, piss me off not you but the lady who did that to me she, her that lady and your lady need to go get hit by a car yeah i mean <laughs> it's a little dramatic but yes i know exactly what you mean and i agree with you first of all like yes there's no lack of personal boundaries and i feel like the people who and listen we're not judging we're literally just telling our opinion here like the lady yesterday she cursed at me she told me to put my fucking mask on did you tell her to go fuck off i was so taken aback by what was happening in that situation like First of all, you don't know what situation I'm in that like my mask is on my chin right now. And again, we are at a safe distance. And third, like I'm a human being. Why are you like, who the fuck are you? I should have been like, who the fuck are you to curse at me? You little see you next Tuesday. But she just totally caught me off guard because I'm like, holy shit. Like, is this lady really cursing at me to put my mask back on? Like I was hot and I couldn't breathe. I needed a break. Yeah, that's rude. That's so rude. Ugh, I can't. It's literally turning into like quarantine, like venting. Oh, yeah. Trials and tribulations of quarantine people. Oh, my God. I can't. Well, in better news, this week we celebrated 20 years since Oops, I Did It Again came out. That's right. It is. It's Britney bitch. I mean, she, I don't know what kind of bitch she is this these days, but God bless her anyway. Can you believe it's been 20 years? Um, yeah, actually I can. And I really feel she's a lost soul. I'm sorry. She's lost. So she posted on her Instagram uh, video of when Oops, I Did It Again came out and they were interviewing her. And it just brought me back to being in, like, seventh grade. I remember the making of the video of Oops, I Did It Again. Like, I knew the whole dance. I still do it by myself. And if you just look at her back then, the way she expressed herself to the way she does now, it's it's just a little scary. Yeah, it's sad. It's really sad. It is. But I will keep on saying it. She keeps producing hits. So good for Brittany. I still love you. You're still my queen. I will always worship you. Yeah, no, you're a dedicated fan. I'll give yeah, you that. loyal as hell. Mm-hmm. Um, in not so great news, did you hear about Mary Kay Olsen? Um, yeah, and I was actually surprised that this was happening. So she is my age, she, or I think she's a year older. She's 33, and she got married five years ago to a man, I don't know how many years her senior, but he's definitely her senior. Yeah. And I mean, now they're getting divorced, and not only getting divorced, like he is like, you know, rushing this in the courts, like that she needs to get out of his life ASAP. 
Yeah, he wanted to get her out of their apartment together. Um, by I believe it was the end of this month. It's it seems as it's like getting nasty, and um, she's not saying a whole lot. He's the one who's uh, put this out there. Um, it's sad. It's really sad. I like again. I didn't see this coming. I be honest with you, totally forgot about this couple um, because they're kind of. It's I don't. I'm not. Listen, age to me has always been a number. I do not. I don't see that as an issue. Whatever. But this relationship, I just felt, was a little bizarre even from the beginning because they dated very, very... It wasn't even, like, it was, like, what? I think it was, like, one month of yeah. dating, and boom, you popped a question. It wasn't, like, a big thing, and, you know, whatever, you know, so you really don't know the person as long as you think you do, you know what I mean? And, unfortunately, it's it ended abruptly after five years. Um, I We here at the Lunchbox Chats just wish them, you know, peace, and that they go on their separate ways amicably because it's nasty. Yeah, and it sucks, like, during quarantine, like, needing to, like, get your shit together, go find a new apartment, like, are there even movers available i'm not sure but you know what they're they're set so i'm sure they'll figure something out but i mean come on you for you to like make sure she's out and here's the thing like i he's i don't know if they're still in the same apartment together or one's in the couch (laughs) and the other one's in the bed i'm not sure but you know he's making it very very well known that she needs to be out by the end of the month and you know that's another thing that's that's hurts and it's embarrassing and that, that's to me disrespectful after five years of marriage like have a little re- like respect and you guys are in the limelight so come on let's not yeah you know it, put each other down but it's happening. yeah it must suck like for a celebrity especially you know you're getting divorced and your divorce is never like a happy moment in life you know there's always hurt of some of some sort and then just to have it have like people like us talking about it and like the media talking about it and just having it like in your face 24 seven and everybody, especially the Olsen twins, they feel like they're very, very private people. Like you never hear about them. And yeah, that's why I said, I totally forgot. About yeah. Them. And it's like, then you have like the stuff and it comes out and all your shit's on the table. It must be like, you know, a traumatic experience almost. Yeah, I agree. I agree. But in better news, because I can't wait to post this shit on our Instagram story and our Facebook story. You guys, have any of you seen Adele come out of this divorce? Because she is looking like a snack. She looks so good. I didn't even know it was her. Right? I Yo, she looks amazing. She looks so good. I saw a picture of her in 2010, and then I saw a picture of her in 2020, and she just looks, like, first of all, she looks so happy. She's glowing. Her yep. skin yep. looks phenomenal. And she just, I don't know, she just looks more confident and more herself. And I'm so happy for her. It's like a good, it's almost like she took her power back, and she's like, you know what? I'm not letting this shit get me down. And I'm going to just be my best, healthiest self. Go Adele. Yeah. yeah. I know months and months and months ago, we reported here that her and her ex-husband were filing for divorce or whatever. And there wasn't, there was a, a picture that did surface way back when that she was at a birthday party. I forget of which rapper it was at the time, but now she is out and about and looks amazing. And she's talking about her album. And I seriously cannot wait because you know, Nothing is better than when Adele is in her feelings. Mm. All of her hits have been um, correlated to that. And this album probably is going to be even better than all of the rest that she's come out with. So I certainly am looking forward to it. I'm super happy for her because, like you said, she's glowing. And that's super important. So 
I hope she's healthy and that she continues on this path because I think this look is good I on her. I think so too. And I wonder what her album is going, like the theme of her album. What is it going to be about? Is it going to be about still her divorce or the process of divorce or, you know, being like this comeback bitch where she's like, yes. Does she find a new love yet? Like, it's going to be exciting to like listen to what she's feeling. Yeah, good point. Yeah. Oh, point. actually, tangent. Did you hear your man Beebs, his new song? Uh, of course I did. I'm obsessed. I'm so obsessed. I heard it the other day. I wanted to, like, send you a video, but then I was driving and I couldn't multitask. And I was like, oh, my God, SC must be going crazy. It's so good. I love it. Yeah, it's amazing. He's amazing. That song is so good. Um, I just love him. You, you know, one day, one day. It'll happen one, one day. day. You never know. Yeah, you never know. Um, moving forward. Okay. So as Laura described earlier that she doesn't finish watching anything. And it, I'm like, oh, my God, Laura, get to it already. So all these shows I want to talk about here, but I can't because she has Sorry, guys. Them. But, yeah. But there is one that we can talk about. So um, spoiler alert, we're going to talk about Vanderpump Rules. So I'm obsessed as mm-hmm. well as Laura. And it's just come out this week that one of the editors of, which I don't understand how that came out. I don't know if. If the editor got caught or it was interviewed, I think by she them. was. I, I think she was being people. interviewed. Oh, she was. Okay, so mm-hmm. thank you for that. Hey, look at recording <laughs> live. Anyway, um, so yeah, so she, the editor, admitted that she had portrayed Sheena from Vanderpump Rules in a really terrible light, light in in the show. And you know what? At first, I'm just thinking to myself, okay, every character, character, sorry, every person on the show has a storyline. Um, I don't even know how many seasons we're in now. Vanderpump. I don't know. Six, we're deep. Seven, eight, I think five. eight or something. Yeah, something like that. So, you know, has Sheena always been portrayed, you know, pleasantly? No, but I don't think any of the, them have been. You know, they all, that's part of reality TV is that you put your shit out there. You know what I mean? So this editor said, you know what? No, I really didn't do it. And I did it spitefully because she didn't want to be my friend. Like, what? Are we in high school? Like, seriously, Clearly. Clearly. you're a professional. Um, why do you need external validation from somebody to be your friend? You know, it's like somebody doesn't, right. if somebody doesn't want to be my friend, I don't know if it's like the pride in me, my Scorpio moon, like me just being stubborn. Like, I don't need to be your friend either. You know, it's like you don't need to go back and retaliate and have this like revenge and make her look like this like thotty hoe, you know, and I think it's so I mean, you could tell like Sheena definitely is not the I don't know if we were to meet her in real life. Would she be the friendliest cast member? I don't think so. But at the same time, you don't need to go and, like, purposely make her look like, you know, this desperate girl. Right. Yeah, no, I agree. I agree. And it was in one scene in regards to, um, again, spoiler alert, um, where Bo had just proposed to Stassi and they were at Lisa Vanderpump's house um, or villa, sorry, and they were having their engagement party slash dinner slash gathering, I don't know, there. And um, Sheena was talking to Stassi's significantly younger brother and it just seemed they portrayed her to be as if like she was hitting wow. on him inappropriately and it was just not okay and but you know what at first I honestly didn't think anything of it because Sheena she's yeah. funny and I think that um, a lot of people mis- mis- misread her and get her stuff mixed up and I don't think she comes off as 
like a moron. No, I, I really don't. And uh, she, she, some moments she has like you know, do do do, like you know, instance. But I don't think it, that's her. That's what she's doing. I think she's just funny as hell, and I think she's very direct and she's very um, you know, forward about what she, how she feels and what she's saying. And I don't think that at first, like I said, at first I didn't catch on to it, but then after this came out, and I'm like, oh, I see what they were trying to do there. It's messed up. It's messed up. And they shouldn't have wow, done that. Wow, that is so fucked up. And actually, I hated how they portray her. So basically, she got divorced. And now she's just living this single life. And she's just hooking up with all these guys. And for some reason, mm-hmm. people on the show are so adamant about, oh, well, but we know you want a relationship. And she's like, no, I don't want a relationship. Like, I'm just having fun doing me. And everybody's like, oh, but we know how you really feel. Like, how do you know how she really feels? Like, why can't she just go and have a good time and, like, casually date, like, this guy and, you know, end it with him and casually date another guy? Like, I think we've had this conversation before of, like, you know, oh, like, you know, she's dating all these guys and she doesn't have time for herself. But some people learn about themselves through other people. Maybe that's just what she's doing. So just, like, let her be. You know, and I agree. She's very right. straightforward. She's very honest. I don't think she is dumb at all. And I mm. I just hate that, like, this petty drama, especially from woman. Was it a, a woman producer editor? I don't know. You said she said oh. I was going with well, it. I, I feel like it's especially, <laughs> listen, nobody should, you know, do that regardless. But I feel like it's especially worse personally when it's from woman to woman. Because I feel like we have this unspoken, like, sisterhood, you know? So when I, yeah. when I see no, that I happening, it's just, like, really, girl, like, what's going on there? Like, go to therapy. Like, don't take it out on somebody else. Like, go fix yourself. A hundred percent. Yes. Go, go to speaking of therapy. Scott Disick. I know. I know. This is sad. It's really sad. But you know how it's been on the, it's been on the Hush Hush now. You notice how it came out? Well, you know why? Because no, so basically why? Scott Disick is in rehab for apparently um, using Coke and right, alcohol, alcohol and Coke. Cocaine, this yep. is all alleged. Um, um, yep. And also allegedly the rehab center is the one who leaked it. So now Alegi's oh, allegedly sure. suing the rehab center for leaking all of this. And that's probably why like Chris Jenner and her magic like now it's like on the hush hush and why we don't really hear anything wow. about it that makes total sense yeah i did not know that that makes sense because it came out and it was like the same day he's in it and then boom he's out like, yeah what? exactly <laughs> and when i heard this news i love scott disick like i've always had a soft spot in my heart for him like i want to be friends with him like I-, I just get him and when i heard this i got so upset because you know, on the show, you can see his transformation. And it just upset me that, you know, he turned allegedly turned to alcohol and drugs again, because it's like, no, Scott, like, you're so much better. Like, he's the underdog I always want to root for. And I hope he gets better for his sake, for his family's sake. Um, And you saw like Courtney, like, writing some shady stuff on her Instagram. Yeah, so here's the thing. I was one of the people who was, you know, and I'll admit it. I, again, I can admit when I'm wrong. And um, I was one of the people who thought that after his whole separation or breakup from Courtney, that he was in a better light. He was, you know, focusing more on the kids and his career and doing his own thing. And then he got with, Sophia. Um, what's her face? 
Right. And, you know, he was doing, or I'm sorry, it was yeah, portrayed, same. I should say, it was portrayed that he was doing better. And I would, again, I was the first one to say, I think that he is much better without the Kardashians, this and the other. And you know what? I clearly was wrong because, um, you know, we all, listen, we all have our demons. We all struggle. Um, some are more vocal mm-hmm. than others. Um, as you said, some people talk about going to therapy. Some people are in denial about it. And some people just will be that way for the rest of their lives and not go get help. And you know what? That's fine. It's your own personal choice. Um, he clearly has, you know, been struggling, has, and probably, you know, that shit doesn't yeah. go away. You have to deal with it. And um, so I take it back for what I said. And, you know, the, no matter what, if you're the fame, the money, the health, no matter what, you could be piss poor or stupid rich and it doesn't matter, you know, like we all have yeah. our shit. So we obviously just hope that everything gets better. Um, nothing has been released from Sophia, which I thought was kind of bizarre, but Courtney was talking shit. So I, I don't know. It's, it's, you know, I don't know. We we don't know the method to the madness of the Kardashians. I don't know if it's more for, you know, next season mm. of the Kardashians. It's going to come mm. out. Who knows? But it Good is Good point. Is. I didn't even think I'm of that. I, yeah, I'm just saying because, you know, we, we, you know, here at Lunchbox, we work really closely with Miss uh, Krista Jenner. And, you know, there's always I'm just kidding, guys. But for real, there's always a method to her madness. And again, I'm not not saying that this is fake or whatever. I'm not saying that. But it's like Laura said, she got that off the social media real quick, literally in less than 24 hours, it was gone. Like no one knows shit about it. So is it, is it leverage for next season? I don't know. Is it, was it just a publicity stunt? I hope not. And you know, I hope that he does get the right treatment. You know what? So now that you're actually bringing all this up. So on the last episode of the Kardashians, I don't know if you've been watching them, um, here and there. I'm not like up to like, it's just something I watch. If I'm yeah. Super so rich. I watched it religiously. So on one of the last episodes I watched, they actually brought in Scott's uncle from, I think he like lives in New York and he brought with him all of these pictures from Scott's childhood. And they all sat mm-hmm. around the table looking at these pictures and you could tell that Scott was getting like so upset because we all know like he lost both of his parents and it was just like a very difficult time for him. I think that's when he really started spiraling out because he lost yeah. him in like such a short amount of time from each other. And you can still tell, I mean, obviously like it's hard to lose a parent. Just imagine like losing both in such a limited amount of time. But you could tell he right. was so deeply affected by even just looking at these photos. And now you got me thinking, is that a segue into what's going on now? Like, did they totally just put that on? I don't know. I, I don't, I don't know. We, well, we, I we'll guess wait we'll and see. But if season. he is in rehab, we hope that he recovers because big fans of Scott oh, Disick here on the Lunchbox Shops. Absolutely. Absolutely. So Laura, tell everybody about this new baby. Oh my God, (laughs) you people. So as we all know, Elon Musk and his girlfriend had a baby a few weeks ago. So we all know how I love celebrity baby names, but this one just tops the cake. So this really does you guys it really like i have never heard anything like this. <laughs> no before. because there's never been anything like this before so <laughs> there so after this you're gonna want like apple and plant back because this name is brace yourselves it's <laughs> x a e a dash 12 <laughs> like 
sorry. What? I'm sorry. Like, bring back Apple. Can, can you, is, okay, what does that so mean? So, apparently, so Elon Musk, he was on um, some show, some podcast, and he says that the XAE is means X-Ash. <laughs> As if Ash, A-S-H, A-S-H, like ashes you put on your face for Lent. Like, okay. okay. Wait, X? Like, X-Ash? Yeah, X-Ash. I have no fucking idea. As if, like, you were thinking he's going to give us an explanation. The explanation is X, Ash. (laughs) And then A-12 is literally A-12, and it stands for Archangel 12. And it's apparently the precursor to the SR-71, which is the coolest plane ever, quote-unquote Elon Musk. Like, are these people fucking high when they're naming these babies? Wait, wait. Hold on. So the name is X Ash Archangel. Yeah, X Ash Archangel Twelve. What are we calling the baby? I X? have no idea. Like, what is the nickname? Archie Twelve Ashy Xy. The the possibilities are endless. Okay, well that's interesting. So, Lord, before we go on to the meat of our um, segment here, you need to tell our chatters how you eat your cupcakes because. We have been, um, you know, you guys, I, we have totally appreciate the feedback of every episode. Um, we really do. And please continue. So I guess the last time we had <laughs> the um, conversations about uh, our intake of food, you left us with how to eat cupcakes. And a couple of our listeners are very intrigued on want to know on how you personally eat a cupcake. Okay. So please. So share. it's always a cupcake with frosting, obviously. So, mm-hmm. I mean, I have a couple ways to eat a cupcake. So if it's a baked at home cupcake, like if I bake it or somebody bakes in, there's not like a lot of frosting on it. I mean, either way, I still have the same thing. So I, and I don't even know how to like explain this. So it's like, I almost take a chunk of the frosting first. And okay. then I lick the frosting and then I take off the cupcake peel and I just bite into it and eat it. But I always start off with taking a chunk of the frosting, licking, then eating the cupcake. Oh, okay. Not what I would what do, do you at do? All, but okay. I take off the I peel Fully. away the thing first. Oh no, 100%. I don't. I keep it on as I go. No, because why? Because I just feel like that's a tease. Like, let's take it off and then let's just go for it. You know, kind of how I like my men. You just go for it. So my thing is, is that you go, you take it off and then you eat the thing. Why are you starting at the top? And no, that's because just, that's it's annoying. almost like a full pleasure experience. Like I'm not that I never. OK, so maybe this is like a thing for me. So even when I get a package in the mail, I never just go in and open it. I'm not that type of person. I let it, even pro-COVID, pre-COVID, I let it sit on my counter. I looked at it. I let it tease me. I'm like, oh my God, I can't wait to like open it and see. (laughs) I know this sounds like ridiculous as I'm saying it, but this is like literally what I do. And I approach like my cupcake the same way. It's like, I get like a little (laughs) lick on top and then I go for it. It's like, it's a, I don't know. It's more pleasurable for me. You don't spray your not anymore. Yeah, I'm so over over it. it. Anyway, speaking of things, we're over. So, um, I 
you know, we're moving on to the meat now. So I need to do a little vent sesh because I'm literally over this shit. Um, Laura has had, I'm sorry, Laura, not the privilege of my <laughs> bitchiness slash vent sesh this week. Um, about certain things that I am seriously just over in this quarantine. And I, like I said this to her, I think quarantine has changed me in a way where I don't have the means slash patience slash um, <laughs> empathy, if you will, to deal with nonsense. And that's what I'm going to call this is straight up nonsense. And I can attest and I'll admit that um, it, it takes two. So I'm just as guilty because I play into it. And I do because I need to acknowledge that it pisses me off. I need to acknowledge that that it's there. But then I need to talk about it because I'm not, you know, I'll share this with you guys. In the past couple of years, I've recognized that I have a, I, I was in a pattern that I used to um, not really deal with shit. I would just swipe them under the rug and, you know, shout out to my sister because she she too and her and I have had this conversation where we're that's something that her and I are working on together um, as a family because we recognized it and that's something that we both don't want to do, you know, and you too, Laura, because I want to include you too. Mm-hmm. And you were part of this conversation as well. And um, it's something that I... I don't want to do. And I will say, you guys, it's probably one of the hardest things that I've had to deal with because it's hard because we literally have been, um, I don't know what the word, but not robot, we were taught, but like, but yeah, in a, it's like, taught, in a like, sub, it's not even taught. It's like we picked up on some um, cues. Like, does that make sense? Like we pick up on cues from like, like the way our parents were, the way our family is. And then it sort of becomes our behavior. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Thank you. And, and exactly. And it's it's really hard. And I'm I'm not speaking for my sister. I'm not speaking for you. I'm just gonna speak for myself. It's been very, very difficult for me to um, separate myself from that because I so here's the thing. I don't at first know that it's happening. I don't because that's how used to it I am. And that's the fucked up part of this whole vent sesh is that I don't realize it that it's happening until I'm really into it. So for instance, I'm going to give an example. Um, this week, it was brought to my attention um, that I, that, you know, we, that, you know, things, you know, we're not able to do a lot of things that we're used to do because of quarantine, you know, so we're obviously missing things and things are getting canceled. Um, we're not being able to be in each other's company as we wanted to be before, whatever. So it was brought to my attention that, oh, you know, I miss you and we need to hang out when this is all over, yada, 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 blah. Okay, no big deal. So here's the thing. When that is, you know, and again, maybe I sound psychotic. I don't know. Tell me. But um, so it's brought to my attention. We're talking about it. Absolutely. I can't wait for this over. We'll get together, hang out, this, that, and the other. All right. Perfect. So why is it that you go on social media a couple days later and you have like a party at your house? And you weren't invited. No. And here's the thing. This is not about the invite. Mm -hmm. And I want to make this very clear. This is not about an invitation. I don't give a shit if I'm there or not. My point of this whole thing is that I don't want to be, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not down for the bullshit anymore. I'm not down for the fakeness. I'm coming to a point in my life where I see things for face value. I don't give a shit. That's it's I'm dead ass. I don't give a shit. If you're going to come at me, be authentic, you know, mean what you say, say what you mean. You know what I mean? And the thing is, is, I've recognized in working on this for myself is that hurt people hurt people. And I'm not, I don't want to be part Mm -hmm. of that behavior. You know what I mean? I'm not going to be like, 
oh yeah, you know, I miss you too, blah, blah, blah. So why is it not reciprocated? If you're going to show face and say that to me, then why are you having people over? But you, if you, ha and you do, you have a significant <laughs> amount of people over, but yet, and you put it out there, but yet it wasn't, you, you didn't. Okay. So where, what, what happened there? I'm, you know, why are we, we're just going through the emotions. And here's the thing. Did I say something to this person? No. Am I going to say something to this person? Absolutely. Because again, I'm not going to repeat mm -hmm. the pattern. You know what I mean? I'm not doing that. So what I did was I vented it. I'm talking about it. I'm not talking shit. It's, yeah. it's honesty right here. You know what I mean? So that's my thing. And that this quarantine, you know, I, I've recognized that. And it's, it's a good, it's a blessing. And it's a blessing because I'm recognizing things more and more for face value instantly before I let it like marinate. And I just like, whatever, you know, it's not worth my time. But now I'm just like, oh, hell totally. No. You know and I mean? like, I actually want to acknowledge you because like me and you had a conversation about it and it made me realize um, I do that too. Like I'll say, oh, I miss you, but I won't really do anything about it. So our conversation had me thinking, well, do I really miss the person or am I kind of just seeing it as like a space filler or something that I feel I need to say or something that's nice to say? versus really not saying anything at all, you know, and it kind of right. made me realize like the language I use with people, because I think honestly, you're 100% right. Like if you do, if you honestly like miss somebody, and like you want to see somebody like you will go out of your way to see them or like, you know, drive by or make something happen or a FaceTime call or a phone call, right? or right. some kind of action where it's the I miss you doesn't just end there. If you're telling somebody like, I miss right. you, like it can't just end there because when you really miss somebody, like you will do something about the missing. So then it kind of brings up another conversation of, and this, this is like what you kind of made me reflect on. Like what kinds of things am I telling people out of my own, a, a different habit almost where it's like, oh, because mm. it's nice, because I have to say it, because it's silent in the conversation and I have nothing else to say. It kind of really brought up that conversation for me because I'm totally guilty of, first of all, small talk. I'm like a small talk fucking queen. I love deep talk. I can deep talk for hours, but I'm also really great at small talk. So I'm, I'm a good person. I can fill in any conversation with anything. So, and yes, is that superficial? 100%. Some, does that sometimes need to happen? Yes, 100%. But what you brought up for me is when I say something, you know, the person on the other end is receiving it. And I can't just say things to say things to fill in conversations. Like I need to also think about like the person on the other end and like how they're feeling too. Right, right. That's what I'm saying. And my thing is, is that, are these unjust reasons to be pissed off? Absolutely not. And I know that this, this stems from stuff from my, you know, from my past and it does. And I'm not, and I'm, you know, again, I could admit that I, am I bringing that now into my present 100%. And it's not because of an issue I have with a certain individual. It's not that at all. It's, I guess because of the authenticity about it, you know, how many times right, like authenticity. we talked about that? 
Right. And, you know, that's something that you have, you know, opened my eyes in regards to. And I, I, and I say this, I'll say this forever, that Laura is a better version of me. She is. She always, like, you know, shows things for me that I don't see. And I don't see them for any particular reason. I don't see them because I'm not used to that. And she helps me see things in a much better light. And after I spoke to her about it, whatever, she brought that up. And, and, and it was, and I loved how the, like these conversations, you know, develop between you and I, but not, um, what I love even more is that when I'm speaking to you about it, I don't feel right. like I have to explain myself. You know what I mean? Like you just get it and you acknowledge how I feel. And it's just, it's like organic, you know what I mean? So my thing is, is that I just don't, appreciate you know not being I guess backing up what you say and to me that's always been one of my things you ask any of my good friends you ask my best friends you ask my acquaintances my co-workers if you will my family members if you will I need you to back up what you say always and if you can't do that then there's not gonna be this um vibe for you and I because I can't I can't click with you if you're just gonna talk bullshit to like you know speak words I, I see right through that. I mean, yeah. for God's sakes, I do this for a living. You know what I mean? So like, I see right through that. But my, but more importantly, we're adults now, you know, some of us are parents, some of us, um, uh, you know, are, are trying to make the best of what we have right now. And I just think at the end of the day, it's about respect. And, you know, again, I, I'll, I'll have this conversation with this person. But at the same time, I just feel as though like you, oh, here's the thing, I don't want to say this as if like, you owe me something, but like, then what does that say about a relationship that like, you know, here we are two months into this shit and I still haven't seen you, you know what I mean? And that's fine. There's nothing wrong with that. Maybe we will after this is over. I'm not saying that, but I just think that it's like, okay, do I need to right. reevaluate Absolutely. that Like I totally understand like what you're saying. Thank you for saying that about me. I feel the same about you. And I mean, It goes back, I think, to, well, one, to touch on, like, what you were saying that I've learned over the years. And, like, you've taught me this a lot. Like, Thomas, my fiance, has taught me this a lot because what I used to do, I used to invalidate people, but not on purpose. So, for example, with this situation, Mm -hmm. like, let's say, like, you are upset about this. And let's say I'm the person you're upset at. Like, I can easily, old me would have been like, oh, you're being like, you know, it's not that big a deal. It's not blah, blah, blah. Like, you know, kind of like brush it off and invalidating a person's feelings. And I used to do that 100%. And I look back and a lot of people do that nowadays, right? They like invalidate another person's feelings. And it is just yep. like when you actually stop and somebody is telling you how they feel about something, I think like an important lesson is to just stop and receive what they're saying. Like, like don't say like, yes. oh, I was just kidding or like go into this defense mode. Like it's not about you when that other person is speaking. It's about them and them acknowledging their feelings. And for you to just hear it, receive it, and acknowledge it. And then you can go on and tell, like, your feelings. Yeah. So I think it's very important to yes. establish relationships with the people in your life. You know, like, me and Essie have that where we can come to each other and, you know, vent or bitch about something and have it received by the other person. Like, that's how you create safe spaces. That's how you create spaces for people to be vulnerable with you and have real conversations versus like brushing things off. So right. I think I think you're totally validated, like yeah. in the way that you feel. 
And just like on the opposite end, we kind of have to think of, you know, some people don't go through these thought processes that, you know, we go through, if that makes sense. Like some people mm-hmm. are still in their story about however their life is. And it's just, I guess, like I've learned, like when I speak to people and they come back at me in this like defense mode, I kind of look at it like, okay, like this is not for me. This is just them like just still going through their story that they haven't healed. So I guess what I'm trying to say is like keep an open mind about like how you will be received. Yeah, no, I, 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 I totally appreciate that feedback. And I do. And that's why I said you, you've assisted me in that. But the other half of the story, which I'm going to share, and maybe it's clear a little light to this is that you put it on social media. <laughs> okay, so that's the thing. Like, you put it on social media. Did you not think I was going to see it? And that's the thing. Maybe your intentions are pure and you didn't even think about it. Like you said, you know, maybe that's the story totally. that you're still going through. And that's fine. But then at the, and at the end of the day, like, I don't know. I just feel like social media can really, you know, stir some shit up. And my thing is, is that I just feel as though that you put it on social media for a reason. Um, Does that make sense? What reason? I don't know. Because mm. you know that I was going to see it and you know that I'm, I'm, I'm going to feel some type of way about it, whether, you know, and again, maybe how I'm coming off is coming off as salty or a little, you know, bitter. And you know what, in the beginning, I'll, I'll again, I'll admit I was, but now be, I'm literally just talking through it or whatever, because I was, I, I did see it. I saw it. I felt some type of way about it. And now I'm just expressing myself. You know what I mean? Because I feel like your followers or the people who see like your stories doesn't make you any more or less valuable of a person. I just think that you put it on for you put it on. Like for instance, like my, I'm speaking for myself, the shit that I put on my social media, do I mean everything I say when I'm putting on? Hell no. Half of the time it's, I think it's funny. Sometimes I think um, I can relate to it. Sometimes I just think it's like, Oh, that was, that was different. I want to express it in that, in that regard. But you legit put it up there for everyone to see. And you're all having a great time. And kudos to you guys because, you know, you're in quarantine. We're we're supposed to be social distancing. It's clearly not happening on your end. But whatever. That's fine. I'm not judging. But, like, then why wasn't I good enough for you to, like, extend that olive branch out? You know, then and then on top of it, you still proceed in the same week to talk to me and tell me, like, oh, you know, like, this is happening. And this, like, we got to go set this up. Right. I mean, I think it's, I, well, one, I don't agree with you about the posting on social media. Like, I get what you're saying. I mean, I don't know. I think people posting social media, because, you know, they just kind of do it at this point. I don't know, for whatever reason, right? For whatever um, reason, right, right. Where I was going with this. Oh my God. I totally just had like a brain fart, but basically, yeah, but basically I just, it's okay. I mean, I don't know. I feel, I definitely feel like you, if it bothers you, you need to definitely have like a conversation about it and, and definitely, and I, oh, I remember oh, where I was going. And oh, I, I think like going back to your point, I think it's not even, and I think this is something like you should like get across. Like it's not about the event that was had. I think it's it stems deeper than that. I think it stems to the authenticity of the oh, relationship. Absolutely. And I think that's 
that's the bigger conversation. Yes, and I absolutely. feel like, you know, when people have a conversation, like, let's say, you know, you were to be like, oh, you had this event and I was invited. Guys, it's usually never about what the surface, right? It's never, it's never about what oh, we yes, can see. Yes. It always stems deeper. So if you're ever going to approach somebody about something you don't like, take a moment before you actually approach them and have a conversation and have a conversation with yourself and be like, what am I really upset at here? Like, am I even upset at this person? Are they triggering something within me that needs healing? Kind of like before, because me, I was, I used to be such like a petty bitch, right? And I used to like constantly like react and like just get angry over everything. But that was because I, I, needed to heal myself and I had a lot of shit going on inside of me that everything was a trigger so now like before I actually have conversations with people I kind of take a step back I get angry but I kind of have a zen moment where I'm like what am I really angry at here am I really even angry at this person or am I just Mm -hmm. angry at something else so so it's always deeper than what's on surface for sure yeah. Oh, yeah. I mean, again, it's not the event. It's definitely the the BS behind it all. And that's what I'm saying, you know, and and again, this, um, you know, trickles from uh, in the uh, what about like two weeks ago, you know, there was um, a text message that surfaced in regards to something and myself and other others were not included in it. And that's fine. Was it not the first time not the set going to be the last time, you know, and you know, I think what it was is that again, it, it was a, it was a, um, a trickling of effects. You know what I mean? So this then was like the, the topping for me. And I just couldn't, I couldn't. And I was just like, you know what? I need to say something because it's not okay. You know what I mean? And I don't want to, you know, swipe things under the rug anymore. I don't, I'm not that, I don't, I'm not that person anymore. And like I said, I've done a lot of work on myself in order to not be that person anymore. And I just, I need to show up for myself in that, in that category, because I'm going to stick to what I said. You know what I mean? And that's something that I stand behind. Yeah. I always have. I love what I you just said, show that. up so. for yourself. I think that's such, that's like one of my favorite lines ever. Like show up for yourself. And sometimes showing up for yourself means having uncomfortable situations with people, you know? And like a couple of weeks ago, like mm-hmm. I had to have an uncomfortable situation like with one of our cousins. And did it suck? Like, was my voice shaking at mm-hmm. first? Like, was I like scared about how, how I was going to be received or, you know, how, whatever, of 100%. But these conversations like need to be had, especially within family. Cause me and Essie talk about this all the time. Like we just all of like, kind of because we're born, we take on our parents' I don't want to say curses, but they're karma in a way, right? And like we end up acting like our moms and our dads sometimes without even knowing it. So it's really important to be very intentional and present as to the way we're acting, especially within a family unit. And if something's not working, just to be like, hey, like, cuz this is not cool. Like, you know, and sort of create more conversations around it. And because that's what family is at the end of the day. They're there to support you and have your back. And the way to get there is by being completely honest, open, and authentic. And you do that by showing yes. up for yourself first. Yes, yes, yes. I love it all. So I wanted to, you know, talk about it, bring it up here. And, you know, I want to know what you guys think. Am I being psychotic? Am I being overdramatic? That's fine. I, I'll take all the feedback, criticism. I'm okay. I'm open to it, you know. 
Let's take a poll. Is <laughs> SCP being psycho? Yes, I'll put that up there. I, that's fine. I really, it's, a, it's the truth, though. You know what I mean? And it's how I'm feeling. Right. Yeah, right. it's how you feel. Totally. You're not, you're not psycho. Like, you feel how you feel. And, like, other people feel how they feel. And they're entitled to it. And the best thing about this human experience or what we can learn is to just feel how we feel and love, love each it. other anyway. Love it. But before we go, guys, I want to say that today's episode is brought to you by Goalie. Goalie Nutrition is an inventive, people-focused nutrition company driven by the belief that happiness and wellness go hand in hand. All of their products are created to complement today's active lifestyles. 100% organic, vegan-friendly, and gluten-free. They contain absolutely no preservatives, no chemicals, or artificial ingredients. Goalie apple cider vinegar gummies enhance energy, help manage weight loss, promote a healthy heart, supports healthy digestion, enhances energy, and boosts immunity. And we have a special code for all you chatters. So when you go and you check out and you buy a cart full of your goalie, put in code LUNCHBOXCHATS to get a special discount code. Again, that's LUNCHBOXCHATS. Lord, tell everybody what you're grateful for this week. So this week, I am super grateful for my man, my lobster, my better half, my fiance, my future hubby, Thomas. And I know, I feel like, I always feel like I never give him enough credit. But like, he's like, honestly, like this week, um, funny enough, like he's the one who got me my mic (laughs) that I'm not using now. But, like, he's just so thoughtful and he'll just, like, think of things and just do these, like, random acts of kindness that I'm sometimes like, where do you come from? Like, what is going on? And I'm just super grateful for him and I cannot oh wait to Oh, my God. So wife. sweet. I love it. Yeah. Well, what about you? <laughs> I was going to talk oh, about my Krispy Kreme donuts that I was grateful for. Uh... There you I mean Krispy Kreme and Thomas I mean, are I don't on know the same if I can level. To that, but I am both guys, delicious. I and I give zero fucks. Judge me. I don't care. It was the best thing I've had all week and it was delicious. Um yeah, and I traveled to go get it and it was great. I totally to- it was what I was grateful for this week. I needed it, I wanted it, and here we are. Here we are. Oh my yeah. god, that sounds amazing. I got to have a Krispy Kreme. SD, tell our chatters where um, they yes, can find every us. every week on iTunes, Spotify, Anchor, Google Podcasting, Radio Public, Breaker, Overcast, as well as our Instagram page at Lunchbox Chats and our Facebook page, The Lunchbox Chats. Thank you, guys. Until next Bye. week. We'll see you then. Bye.